On this episode of Locked On Lightning, we take a look at the opening night rosters with one week to go. Let's hit it. Your Locked On Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'd just like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. And if you're watching us on YouTube, thank you for making us your first watch of the day. And don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast. We are available wherever podcasts are distributed. And please go ahead and hit that subscribe button on YouTube below and leave a comment on today's episode. I mean, this is we're finally seeing something concrete. Uh, uh, Lightning beat reporter Chris Kren, who we have had on this show. If you if you missed that episode, go back. Uh, I had him on during the Eastern Conference final series uh, when the Lightning uh, were playing against the, of course, the New York Rangers. And he came out with an article today uh, previewing our opening night roster as well as uh, Look, giving us a glimpse as to what the lines will look like. So we'll take a look at that article as well as as well as talk about what we see on daily fa- face off because that has all the projected lineups for and and lines. Excuse me for all the the teams. Uh, I got tons of flack, but by, by um, it was Maple Leaf fans. I I never thought um. That people would be so, so, I mean, come on, Maple Leafs fans are are very upset about a lot of things in their lives. But, uh, you know, lines, projected lines that came out in the middle of July and and you're coming at me about that. But you know what? Whatever. Forget them. They're going to finish third in the division this year. So I really don't care. Or maybe lower. Who knows? Uh, But Let's take a look at these lines. If you want to follow along, please go ahead on TampaBayLightning.com as well as DailyFaceOff.com. Um, so very interesting how things are shaping up. Uh, not surprised in a way. I did say that a lot of to a lot of people. Uh, don't expect points, Stamkos and Kucherov to be on the starting lines. Um, they will play it with each other at certain points in the game, uh, depending on situations, definitely on the power play. Uh, so at least we get to see that. But looking at these lines, uh, and these were updated today, uh, October 4th, excuse me, as my AC goes on, we're trying to fix it and we fixed this. So uh, if you look at the lines, Nemestikov on the first line um, with Stamkos and Cooch. Interesting. Um, it's interesting because I don't think Nemestikov and, and let me, let me, Make it clear, I haven't been paying attention to the preseason games that the Lightning have had because I really, in any sport, maybe in football, really, I mean, baseball, maybe, I I mean, not even football nowadays, you, they don't even play anybody, but especially in hockey, I mean, you will, you've seen these players play, but it's not the same. You're not really playing 
at, I think, and, and I'm not saying that these guys are not going out there and trying, but it doesn't have the same intensity. It really doesn't. You know, it's 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 one thing to go out there, and, and, I, and I really think that inter-squad games are more intense than, than actual preseason games, especially with a lot of these lightning players, guys that have dealt with injuries, that have played all these playoff games over the last couple of years. They're not going to go out there and go balls to the walls on every shift. Um, and I'm sure Cooch has had, I mean, Cooch, excuse me, Cooper has had some conversations with certain individuals about that, you know, especially guys that know they for sure have spots on this team. Like, listen, you're on this team, obviously. I mean, he doesn't have to have this conversation with Stamkos or Pointer, you know, Hagel or Kalorn, but but guys like Kolkiepi, uh and, and, you know, Ross Colton, who I think we could all agree at this point has solidified himself on this team. Guys like I'm talking about referring to like a F- Felipe Myers, guys like that. Um, he's probably saying, Hey, listen, you were brought in, you're going to be on this team. Uh, so just go out there, get acclimated. And yeah, um, I don't take these preseason games seriously, but if you look at the lines now, where, like I said, we were on the first line, Nemestikov, Stammer, and Cooch. I don't know how to feel about Nemestikov on that first line. Um, he's very skilled. Uh, he is going to put up. Uh, a fair share of points this year as long as he does his part because, you know, you can't help uh, be put up a ton of points uh, when you have this many weapons around you. Uh, Nemestikov will put in his fair share. I think the lowest we could probably throw up for him on goals would probably, you know, being a bad year for him or an underwhelming year for him, I would probably say maybe 15 uh, I would be happy with 15 for for a Nemestikov season. 15 and 65, maybe a little higher. 15 and 70, I think that's a good that's a good year for him. Uh, 70 points, I mean, not assist. Uh, but I think he'll get 50, 50 points at least based off the fact of who he's playing around on if – the those first line if that first line is kept together uh throughout the course of the season which you know remains to be seen uh like i've said on previous pods i i I don't know you know this every time i look at this lightning team one side of me is like gonna be very optimistic year they're gonna pick up right where they left off and because they're gonna be motivated they're gonna be pissed after losing the stanley cup finals um and the other side of me is like well you know what they're tired they have a lot of miles on them um they're going to have that mentality of let's just get in the playoffs and then let's see what happens. Uh, I don't today. I don't know how to feel. Um, and, and really I hate to put the success of a team on one player, but I think the player that is going to be the biggest question mark for this team, uh, depending on where they finish in the, in the year, because really his performance, I really think could be the difference between third place in the division and knocking on the door of first in the division because yeah florida is good they won the presidents last year they were were the best team in terms of points in the regular season but i don't think that they're i I think they're a little snake bitten i i think they they they're still hurting from last year and, and i think they didn't necessarily get bigger 
uh, right away from trading Huberdeau for Matthew Kachuk uh, and and trading away, um, you know, one of their other key pieces as well. But I don't know. I mean, Matthew Kachuk, yeah, let's let's he's very talented. He's he's just coming off his first hundred point season. That's great. But I mean, is he's not going to be able to carry that entire team, especially if their goaltending uh, is poor. Uh, and and when, so when you look at these lines for the Lightning, I the player that I'm referring to, and I think is going to be a very big part of the what where we're talking about the Tampa Bay Lightning going into the month of April, uh, going into the late stages of April, early May, looking at that first round of the playoffs. I really think it's going to be a factor, or or the key to this team's success is going to be a matter of how Brandon Hagel does. Now, not every guy could jump in at the trade deadline and have the success, the otherworldly success that we were so spoiled with by Nick Paul. Nick Paul was lighting the world on fire. I think if he kept that pace off, if he had a full season of keeping up that pace all year, I think we would be talking about him uh, being in the MVP race uh, at the end of the year. I mean, the guy was incredible. Uh, and, and that might be an outlandish statement to certain, certain people. And I'm not saying top three. I'm saying maybe the top five, top six uh, conversation in terms of votes at the end of the year. I think he would have gotten a vote here or there, but we're not going to say what if here. We're talking about this season. Uh, Brandon Hagel, listen, I, I think that, you know, he was traded. He was brought to he was brought in from Chicago for one thing, and that is to score goals, tally points. And he didn't really, you know, it, it seemed like he, he was struggling to do that. He was kind of just almost at times a fish out of water. But the thing about Brandon Hagel, which I really think uh, had Lightning fans fall in love with him, as well as uh, the players on this team and, and especially John Cooper, is how easily he was able to jump into a different role. And that was more of a grinder player, a player who at certain times throughout games, little undersized, but reminded me of Yanni Gord when he was in Tampa. I know tier, uh, but um, I really think that if Brandon Hagel could carry over that, that grittiness, that physical play that we saw him bring with him and, and kind of fall back into uh, during the regular season while he was struggling scoring, as well as bringing that extra, extra uh, scoring. I, I think that this is a matter of Tampa being in third or possibly even winning the Atlantic division. So we'll continue talking about this lineup, the players in it. Uh, very excited to get to it. But first, I want to talk about the, today's sponsor, and that is Built Bar. Now, if you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's new flavor ready, delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. Let me introduce to you your favorite cookie dough chunk puffs. Have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All of joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it. Plus, it is healthy for you. So run to Built.com, snag a box for yourself and the family. It will be the perfect treat, or you could find a really good hiding place and just hoard them for yourself. And a lot of people are going back in the office or even use it as a snack as the NHL season is underway and the Lightning open up next Tuesday up in New York near me as they will take on the New York Rangers. And what is great about Built is that all their bars are made with 
collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and that is good for you. So go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, LOCKED ON15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED ON15, 15% off your order at built.com. So I'd like to thank once again, everybody for uh, following the show. And if you haven't already, please go ahead. What are you doing? Follow us on our social media platforms at LO underscore lightning on Twitter, as well as locked on underscore lightning on Instagram. Love to hear from all of you. And if you're watching us in YouTube and you didn't get what I just said, look below you on the ticker that has all our social media info, as well as, you know, go ahead to my social media on Twitter at Danky Dank, D-E-N-K-Y-D-A-N-K. Love hearing from all of you. Uh, if you want me to talk about something on the show, go ahead message me. Uh, I don't always check my messages, but you know, when I do, uh, I try to get back to you as soon as possible and go ahead and drop a comment below on YouTube as well. Love hearing from all of you. Uh, please go ahead before you go to criticize the point I make uh, case in point, the Maple Leafs episode where a lot of Maple Leaf fans were upset about certain things that I said, but if they just would have listened to the thing that I prefaced those statements with, uh, a lot of people would have not have been upset. So listening skills, people, uh, you're definitely going to want to have that when you're listening to a podcast or watching a podcast. So moving on, uh, looking at this, 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 this lineup, uh, this, this, this team that is going to be the 22, 23 Tampa Bay lightning, uh, starters for the season. Uh, this could very well change as we go on. I expect it to. That's just been the Lightning's MO over the last couple of years. So on the second line, you got Alex Kalorn, Braden Point, and Brandon Hagel. Just spoke about Hagel, how I think he's going to be a huge part of the success. Uh, the Lightning will still make the playoffs, um, even if he has somewhat of the same year. Uh, that he had last year uh, during the regular season when he came over from Chicago. Um, Alex Kalorn, uh, the Alex Kalorn saga, uh, it continues. It continues into this regular season. Um, if you've been listening to this show for a while, you know, I feel as though Alex Kalorn should have been traded last offseason. Obviously, that didn't happen. Um, and his value has... Well, at least his trade value. He's still putting up the points. He's still putting up the production. And that's great. But you really saw him break down and really start to slow down in the past playoffs. I mean, it's the guy was a ghost. Um, you know, I, I was almost going to file a, a missing persons report with, with the city of Tampa Police Department just so they could go out and find him. Because there were certain games where you really didn't see him. He wasn't really involved whatsoever. Um, and I really think the lightning, you know, even if it was for prospects, uh, at least you're shedding or low end prospects, excuse me, or, or even for, for, I don't know, just, just anything, a, a bag of Skittles. You know, I'm not saying that Alex Lauren is worth that now, but at least you're shedding some of that cap that could go towards, you know, that four and a half, that could go towards, you know, the emergency fund. You know, let's say, God forbid, someone, one of our top players gets a massive injury where he's out for the rest of the year uh, and the Lightning need to make a move at the deadline. They're a little bit 
strapped for cash right now. And, you know, really, this is unless they do trade him at the deadline, which I don't really see at this point in time, um, there would have to be some sort of uh, really big issue, whether it be with Kalorn or, or the Lightning, where he's just not producing and he's a throw in in a trade. And, and so, uh, you know, the one trade that actually keeps being brought up, uh, I believe it was by one of our, our listeners uh, on YouTube, and I'm, I don't remember the 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 actual trade word for word, but um, the trade that he com- keeps coming up in, his his name is, if you want to go look at it, Yellow Snowman, uh, is, is he, he keeps bringing up that the Lightning should, whether it's now or eventually, should make a move um, for Patrick Kane at some point. Now, as as tantalizing as that idea of bringing Patrick Kane to Tampa, having him line up alongside Braden Point and Brandon Hagel, uh, his old teammate, I don't. I think Chicago is going to try and get as much from Tampa as possible. Now, I will maybe go back to that yellow snowman's post and check it, check that out as the season progresses. But that is a trade that we will have to stick a pin in at some point. If the current roster is just not getting it done and there doesn't seem to be somebody up in Syracuse that could come right away and help. Um, but yeah, Alex Korn, uh, I think that really his performance is not going to be that much more important to the lightning success or well actually that big of an impact on lightning success i really think that it's going to be more so because the lightning will make a move at the deadline they will uh julian breeze boss is not going to sit there regardless of if the lightning are in second place in the division if they are in first or whatever the case may be uh he is going to make a move to try and make this team as better as possible because his and everybody's uh, goal is not to, to win the division or make the playoffs or make it past the first round. It might be ten, it might be Toronto's because you know they haven't made it past the first round uh, since I was out of grade school. And so, what we're gonna need, Tampa is gonna definitely bolster up a forward position. I would be shocked uh, unless there's some massive injury or underperforming from the defensive core. Um, but yeah, I think I think Kalorn will be a big. I think he will be a a good part of that deal, if not a throw-in. Unless I mean, I don't know who else Tampa would trade away in that deal. That would be the bigger trade ship. Uh, we'll have to wait and see uh, when the time comes. Cole Kiepi is going to be in on the third line. Interesting name that um, we're going to wait and see how he plays. I I think you know I'm going to give. Some of these guys, you know, the benefit of the doubt, uh, even if I'm not uh, familiar with them, as I should be, Gabriel Fertier, who I am very much a huge fan of as well. But the name that I really would like to see in the lineup uh, on a nightly basis, whether it be on the third or even on the fourth, uh, is Alex Barre-Boulay. And I am st- still don't understand as to why um, that is something that um, – John Cooper is not doing. He has the experience. Yeah, he might be a little undersized, but he has shown in the playoffs and in the big spots that uh, he could really perform and really help this team out. Um, so 
I wouldn't be surprised at some point during the season or early on in the next couple of weeks if if things aren't just clicking for this team, especially if they get off to a slow start. Uh, I would not be surprised if we see Alex Barre Boulay up up from Syracuse at some point, hopefully sooner rather than later, because I feel keeping him down or up, if you, depending on what what you're talking about uh, with the AHL uh, and Syracuse, I would like to see Barre Boulay alongside Paul and Ross Colton. Uh, that I think that would be a good uh, pairing right there. Uh, and then obviously the fourth line uh, grinders with Perry, uh, Belmar, and Maroon. I mean, you're not going to change that up. It worked very well last season, so not too worried about that. Now, moving on to the defensive pairings real quick before we wrap it up. Headman and Foot. Uh, not sure how I feel about that just because, uh, yeah, Foot I think is ready to – and he has shown that he could be a starter uh, in every game. Uh, I don't think he is ready yet, though, to be on the first line with Victor Hedman. Um you know, there are a lot of times, you know, especially where we see Hedman uh, getting back on his horse to, uh, to uh, you know, stop breakaways. And I don't know if Foots has that same speed. I would prefer, or at least, you know, the no, the no to, the, the hockey smarts yet to see the ice and, and be able to cut that guy off. Uh, I would prefer a more experienced uh, defender. And maybe that's Cooper's uh, thinking here is that having an experienced uh top three uh, defensemen in Victor Hedman will rub off on Cal foot and then round him off into a more complete defenseman. Uh, and hopefully, you know, that he keeps up that potential that he has in his offensive play. Uh, Cause I really think I've seen Cal foot uh, with his slap shot. I think he should take that a lot more from the blue line. Um, he's got a, he's got a, he's got a big stick and he's got to use it. Uh, with Sergachev and Chernak, I'm completely fine with that. I don't mind it whatsoever. You have two experienced defensemen, guys who have, are very familiar with each other, not worried about that whatsoever. Sergachev, I think he's going to have a bounce back year. Uh, had a little bit of a sloppy season last year, um, and, and I think that this is going to be his redemption year, and he's going to show us why he deserves the, the big bucks uh, once again. Uh, and the third line, you know, am I wild about the idea of the Lightning's third line? Pairing being Felipe Myers and Ian Cole? No, not really. I'm not. I'm not really excited about it. It doesn't get me going. It's not really something that I'm saying. Yeah, you know, our third lane is solid. You know, we got Ian Cole and Felipe Myers. Uh, Felipe Myers, uh, I do like him. Um, I think he's a very decent player. I think that, um, you know, at the end of the day, I think he. Uh, showed a little bit of spark there in Nashville, and he's going to bring a lot to the table as he continues to get comfortable with this group. And Ian Cole, he brings the experience. He won a cup uh, with Pittsburgh, so there is that as well. Um, so, you know, this could be a pairing, or, or these could be two players that could contribute on the defensive side of things very well and very much so, but I don't think that we're going to see those two guys. Um, in a month or so be together. I, I think, you know, eventually what is going to happen, um, I wouldn't be surprised if Cal foot, uh, if he struggles uh, here and there, I think Coop might, might move him down either to the second or third. I wouldn't mind Cal foot start starting actually on the third line with Ian Cole, having 
that guy as well. You know, you can't go wrong with Cole or Hedman. Obviously, Hedman is the more skilled defenseman in this case. Um, so, you know, it's going to be interesting. I think that's going to be things, the things that really are going to, Lightning fans should look forward to and look at throughout the course of the season. Uh, Brandon Hagel, is he going to be able to 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 come back and, and show the Lightning uh, what they, what they traded for, what they really traded for. And then as well as, you know, it's what is Alex Kalorn, how big of a role is he going to be able to play this season? Uh, is this the last run for him in terms of, are we going to say goodbye to him at the trade deadline or are the lightning going to almost be shamed if he has a good, has a good season and is overperforming? Are they going to be almost, shamed into keeping him um and then have to play uh play kind of gamble and see and see whether or not he's going to be able to sustain sustain that performance heading into the playoffs and then last but not least of course the defensive pairings like i said uh headman ain't going nowhere i think sergachev is pretty much the anchor of that second line i wouldn't mind chernak and headman together have foot on the third and then maybe move Myers up to the second, just so, you know, you have that nice mix of um, uh, players with, with Sergachev and Myers and, you know, foot uh, playing alongside the veteran from Ian Cole on the third line. So we'll have to wait and see uh, how uh, John Cooper juggles things around as he waits for Zach Bogosian and Anthony Sorelli to come back from injury. Uh, This is what I love about hockey. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's going to be a season, I think, of, of musical chairs and what ifs and uh, can't wait for it to get started next week. So wrapping things up, just again, just once again, please go ahead and like and subscribe to the pod. Go ahead and follow us on our social media pages uh, down below on our Instagram. You could see them. LO underscore lightning on Twitter, locked on underscore lightning on Instagram. Follow us on our YouTube page. Hit that subscribe button. Hit a thumbs up. Uh, and drop a comment, question you may have, or, or you know, whatever comment, question, concern about this Lightning team heading at, into the season, the new season as it starts next Tuesday up in New York in Madison Square Garden against the New York Rangers. So we'll be back tomorrow to talk more about Lightning hockey. Please stay posted. And that's been it for this episode of Locked on Lightning, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Denker. I'll talk to you in the next one.